Thanks for checking out Church on the Rock's message this week. We would love to help you take your next step in knowing God better. The best way to do that is visit cotr.org slash next steps. Or if you're not near our physical campus, visit our online community at cotr.org slash online. Enjoy the message and know that God is for you. And well, if you have your Bible, you're going to need it today. But let's hold it up and let's make our confession. Say it with me. This is my Bible. I am what it says that I am. I can do what it says I can do. I can have what it says I can have. Today, I will be taught the uncompromised Word of God. My mind's alert. My heart's receptive. I'll not leave the same. I will not leave the same as I came in Jesus' name. And every time I come to Church on the Rock, my faith and my life get stronger and stronger. Come on, let's thank God for the Word. Thank you for the Word. Amen. Thank you for the Word. Hallelujah. Well, we started last weekend a series on Satan and on demons and angels. Uh, we need to know our enemy. Why are you teaching on it, Pastor? Not just because the world's celebrating Halloween, but also there's more demonic there's more demonic activity now than ever before. Think about in the Middle East right now that people are chopping little babies' heads off. You've got to be demonic to do that. People are taking parents, putting tires around them, setting them on fire alive. You've got to be demonic to do that. There's more demonic activity now than in my lifetime. The number one downloaded album for teenage girls right now is by a girl, and the name of the album is Demons. There's more demonic activity. So you and I need to know how the devil operates. We need to know who he is. I'll spend a whole lot of time on it, but we need to know who our enemy is. Our enemy is not people. Our enemy is Satan, and he is our adversary, okay? So we started last weekend. If you weren't with us, go to our website, download it. Our podcast, it's free, but let's pick up today. Let's pick it up today, and if you're, if you're ready, I'm ready. All right, I know you're ready. Boy, you should have been in that 9 o'clock service. You're more spiritual than they were. Amen. So let's start off the origin of evil, or where did Satan come from? Well, he was originally a cherub, the highest-ranking angel in heaven. It was God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, and Lucifer. He was the highest ranking. In angels, the Lord's host, there are different ranks of angels. He was the highest of the highest. He was called the anointed cherub. Not just a cherub, which is the highest ranking, but the anointed cherub. His name was Lucifer. Lucifer, that name means light bearer. That's the way Jesus created him originally. That was the original intention. And isn't it interesting that light draws? Why are so many people drawn to Satan today? It's in his mission statement. Next slide, guys. Satan, when he fell, when he was kicked out of heaven, and when he fell, then his name was changed to Satan. That's his name, Satan. 
It means adversary. So notice that Satan is our adversary, not people, but Satan himself. And the scripture says in 1 Peter 5.8, be on the alert. So that's why I'm teaching it this month. I want you to be on the alert. Be on the alert. Be vigilant because your adversary, God, who is my adversary? The devil. Do you all see it there? The devil. Now, the word devil, that's not his name. His name is Satan. But devil actually means one who continually throws until he penetrates. One who continually throws until he penetrates. I don't understand, Pastor. Let me explain. I'm an explainer. The devil throws lies at you and me every day in our mind. He keeps throwing those lies until they penetrate, and we accept them as truth. That's his agenda. As a roaring lion walking about, seeking whom he may devour. So notice he can't devour everybody, but he's looking for those who have a crack or have a door open or will give him ground. So what are we supposed to do? This is spiritual warfare. This is what we're supposed to do. We're to resist him steadfast in the faith. The power of resistance. We are to resist the devil and demons in the faith, knowing that whatever you're going through, other Christians are going through the very same thing. Next slide. Verse 10. But the God of all grace, who has called us into his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after you've suffered for a while, everybody say for a while, not forever, but for a while. He makes you perfect or mature, establishes, strengthens, and settles you. It's when we embrace the difficulty, we grow. The Navy SEALs call it embrace the suck. It's when we embrace the difficulty, not run from it. I was listening to a podcast this week of, of someone, and he said this, when you decide to go after your dream, you're getting on the road to difficulty. Pretty good, huh? When you decide to go after your dream, you've just entered a road called difficulty. So the devil, that means slanderer or accuser. So he was Lucifer, name changed when he fell to Satan and devil and slanderer. That means he slanders God before human beings. He tries to make us think God doesn't love us. God doesn't like us. God's out to get us. God's a bad God. He accuses us. He's called the accuser of the brethren before God Almighty, trying to bring our mistakes up before God. Next slide, please. Isaiah 14, verse 12 through 18, that's part of the scriptures, references that deal with Lucifer's fall, okay? So let's look at it. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? Son of the morning, how art thou cut down to the ground which you did weaken the nations? Notice, when he fell, he affected nations way back then. His fall was way before Adam and Eve in the garden. So he was on this earth, ruling the earth from the Garden of Eden, and there were a race of people at that time. There were kings, 
kingdoms, and nations. It's called the pre-Adamic race. Next verse, verse 13. For you have said in your heart, so all evil didn't start with God. All evil started in the heart of Lucifer. We looked at that last weekend. He said, I will ascend or go up. So he wasn't in heaven. He was below. Where was he? On the earth. I will ascend to heaven. Notice the I wills. They depict his pride. I will ascend to heaven. I will exalt my throne. So he had a throne on the earth in the Garden of Eden. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit on the mount of the congregation. Where are they? In the sides of the north. Next verse, verse 14. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high God. He thought he could usurp God, defeat God, beat God, be like God. Do you remember what he said to Eve in the Garden of Eden? Do you remember what he said when he tempted her? Eat of this fruit and you will be like God. No new trick. Next slide, please. Verse 15. You shall be brought down to hell to the sides of the pit. Verse 16. They that see thee will narrowly look upon you. This is people when they look at Satan. Consider you saying, is this the man? Is this the man? Is this the creature that made the earth to tremble and did shake kingdoms and did shake kingdoms? Verse 17, that made the world as a wilderness. Notice it wasn't a wilderness. It wasn't devastated. But when he fell, it became the earth a wilderness, became a wilderness and destroyed the cities. There were cities on the earth at that time. There were nations and kingdoms that opened not the house of his prisoners. All the kings of the nations, even all of them, now put it in context. The context is when Lucifer fell. All the kings of the nations, even all of them, lie in glory, everyone in his own house. Ezekiel 28 is another passage in the Bible talking about the fall of Lucifer who became Satan. The word of the Lord came to me. Next slide, verse 12. Son of man, take up a lament concerning the king of Tyre and say to him, this is talking to the devil who's behind the king. There's a visible world and an invisible world. The invisible world is as real as the visible. Son of man, take up a lament concerning the king of Tyre and say to him, this is what the sovereign Lord says. You were the seal of perfection, referring to the creation of Lucifer, that Jesus Christ created him. How do you know that, Pastor? My Bible says that in Colossians chapter 1 and in here as well. Jesus did not create him to be a devil. He did not create him to be uh, full of sin and fall. He created him to be perfect. He said, you were the seal of perfection. So when we see images of Satan with a pitchfork and horns and a red suit, way off. He's beautiful. He's gorgeous. He's the most beautiful creature God ever created. You were the seal of perfection. You were full of wisdom, and you were perfect in beauty. Verse 13, you were in Eden. Oh, look at this. This is his fall. 
This is not the Garden of Eden with Adam and Eve. This is the pre-Adamic race. This is when the devil, or Lucifer, before he became the devil, ruled and reigned the earth with a pre-Adamic race. He said, you were in Eden, the Garden of God, every precious stone. He begins to name the stones that covered him. He was so beautiful. Verse 14. It says, verse 14, you are anointed as a guardian cherub. So there he wasn't just a cherub. He was the anointed cherub. He said, I ordained you. You were on the holy mount of God. You walked in God's throne. Verse 15, you were blameless in your ways from the day you were created. Notice he was created. Who created him? The Bible says Jesus created everything. The stars, the moon, the earth, the planet, human beings, animals, flowers, everything. You were blameless in the ways from the day you were created until wickedness, evil originated with him, found in you. Verse 16, through your widespread trade, don't miss that. It's talking about how he created wealth and became very wealthy. Lucifer, ruling and reigning in Eden, on the Garden of Eden, on the planet Earth, a pre-Adamic race. Through your widespread trade, you were filled with violence. So whoever has the money has the power, right? Now we hear people say all the time, just follow the money and you'll find out where the power is coming from. So I drove you in disgrace from the mountain or throne of God. Verse 17, your, your heart became proud on the account of your beauty. You corrupted your wisdom because of your splendor. Verse 18, by your many sins, now he's talking to Lucifer who became Satan. By your many sins and dishonest trade, you have desecrated your sanctuaries. So I made a fire come from you and it consumed you. Verse 19, next verse. All the nations who knew you are appalled at you now. You have come to a horrible end and you will be no more ruling and reigning. First Timothy chapter six, verse 10 coincides with that. For the love of money is what? The root of all sin, the root of every sin, not money. Let's not misquote it. The love of money. God wants you to have money and money not have you. The devil doesn't want you to have money because he knows what you'll do with it. Build the kingdom of God. So he does everything he can do to keep it from you, to make you think God wants you poor and broke and not have anything. Those are lies from the pit of hell. All right. So it's not money that's bad. It's the love for money, not just evil. It's the root. It's the root. This was the cause of the fall of Lucifer, was the love of money and his pride. For the love of money is the root of all evil. Am I communicating today? All right. Now, I want to get to this, the difference between angels and demons. I shared with you last week that a latest poll in America said that over 51% of Americans don't even believe in a devil and they don't believe in a hell. Well, I'm sorry to say whether they believe it or not, I wouldn't chance it. I wouldn't chance it. 
I believe there is a real, according to Scripture, a real Satan and a real hell. We found out that hell is in the center of the earth. We looked at those scriptures last week. But I want you to know that there's a difference between angels and demons. Think about it. You've never heard in Scripture where an angel possessed anybody. But you did read in Scripture where demons possess humans or animals. Humans or animals. The Bible says that angels, we can entertain them unaware. They can take on the form of a human being, but they can't possess or enter a human being. Demons are evil spirits, and they can. Demons are looking for a body to inhabit. Demons come from the race before Adam and Eve in the garden that were here on earth under the rule of Lucifer. Demons are from the pre-Adamic race. How do you explain going to the Grand Canyon, seeing all the layers of rock, and they say the earth is billions of years old, when they tell us theologically it's only 6,000 years since Adam and Eve in the garden? That's where we get the Ice Age. That's where we get dinosaurs. The earth is billions of years old. There were more. Adam and Eve in the garden were not the first race on the planet. Lucifer ran this place. That's why he hates you so much, because God gave you authority over the earth. Right? The difference between angels and demons. Let's look at it. 2 Peter chapter 2 and verse 4. Now, we know from Scripture, when Lucifer fell, God gave the angels a choice one time, follow him or follow me. A third of the angels fell with him. That's why we call them fallen angels. That's why the devil is a fallen angel. For if God spared not the angels that sinned, referring to the one-third that fell with Lucifer, but what did he do with them? Where are those fallen angels? Are they demons? No. They've been cast down to hell. Where's hell? Down. We looked last week. The Bible says it's in the center of the earth. It's called the compartment of Tardis. That's where the fallen angels are held now in chains, waiting to be released during the tribulation and judged at the end of the day. For if God spared not the angels that sin, but cast them down into hell, and delivered them into chains of darkness, and there they have been reserved or held in chains until the judgment day. These are fallen angels that fell with Lucifer. They are not demons. They'll be released during the tribulation and at the end of the age. One-third rebelled with Satan. They are what we refer to as fallen angels. Demons are the spirits of a race on earth before Adam and Eve. Genesis 1, verse 1 and 2, between verse 1 and 2, something happened. In Genesis 1, 1, it says God created, everyone say created, the heaven and the earth. And verse 2, it says there was chaos and the earth became, 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 became void and empty. It's called the gap theory. This is when we see that there was devastation on the earth because of the fall of Lucifer 
and the race that followed him. There was the other flood besides Noah's flood. Noah's flood was the second flood, okay? So demons are a spirit of a race before Adam and Eve on the earth. Demons can inhabit humans and animals. Really, pastor? What does the Bible say? Let's look at it. So the devils or the demons besought him saying, if you cast us out, cast us into a herd of pigs. Demons are looking for a body. They are disembodied spirits of a race on the earth before Adam and Eve. Way, 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 way back there. So the devils besought him, if you cast us out, cause us to go into pigs. Demon can possess animals. Next verse, verse 32. And he said unto them, go. And when they were come out, they went into a herd of pigs. And behold, the whole herd of pigs ran violently down a steep place into the sea and perished. What do they want to do? Steal, kill, and destroy. Next slide. Next slide. Verse 33. And they that kept the pigs went their way into the city and told everything and what was befallen on what? Those possessed of the devils. Not angels, but devils. You might be sitting here today or watching online and say, Pastor, I don't really believe in it. Well, I want you to think about it because what's behind all the evil in the world? Not God. Why is it getting worse and it's getting worse and worse and worse? I think it's because the, the age that we're living in. And Satan has a host of demons that, that are working with him to steal, kill, and destroy. And unless you've seen it, activity of it in real life other than on the movie screen, you might hesitate to believe it. But let me tell you my first experience. I'm in junior high. I grew up in Iowa. My mom and dad went to an Assembly of God church. Every summer, they sent me to youth camp in Storm Lake, Iowa. There were hundreds of us, not 100 or 200. I'm talking almost 1,000 of us that would be at youth camp, junior high, in Storm Lake, Iowa. I'm in junior high school. I'm going to youth camp. It starts on Monday. It ends on Friday at noon. I'm a junior higher. We go to camp. My hormones are kicking in. I'm looking for a girl. Can I say that today? On the 50th anniversary, I found the best one, though, later. Gene and I can relate. Who's married for 50 years today? Not very many people, all right? So, and happy and growing and more in love, okay? To God be the glory. But anyway, I'm a junior higher, okay? I haven't met Pastor Kim yet, all right? So I, I, I'm looking and I'm looking and I, my eyes fasten on this, this young teenage junior high girl, blonde hair, blue eyes, gorgeous, gorgeous. I begin to go after her. She didn't know I was going after her. But all during camp, you know, after the activities, you get to go to the refreshment stand, buy stuff. We would do that. We begin to build a relationship during the week. And then Thursday night, right before you leave on Friday at noon, they had a great big meeting in the evening with an evangelist. And then afterwards, you go out and have a bonfire, and you'd have s'mores and do all that kind of stuff, roast hot dogs. Well, this is that Thursday evening, and we're having a, a service in the tabernacle, they called it. The evangelist is preaching. 
he gets done, he calls us youth to the front to stand around the front for an altar service. I'm around there. The evangelist comes down, starts laying hands on people, and he lays hands on my girlfriend. All of a sudden, she went berserk. She started shaking, quivering. If I'm lying, I'm frying. A man's voice came out of her. A man's voice came out of that beautiful little blonde-haired, blue-eyed, gorgeous girl. A man's voice, and it wasn't just a man's voice. It was scary. It was spooky. She started foaming in her mouth, fell to the floor, and wobbling like a snake. It took counselors to hold her down. The evangelist, this is the girl I've been dating all week. The evangelist gets up and says this. See, all of a sudden, I believed in the supernatural. All of a sudden, I believed in demons. All of a sudden. And so the evangelist said this. We're going, to, we're going to have exorcism. We're going to cast the devil out of her. So any of you junior hires that got anything, any sin in your life, get out now. Because when we cast the devil out, it's going to look for a body of someone who's not right with God to enter. I mean, there was an exodus right there. <laughs> and so what happens, I stayed in there. They cast the devil out of her. And then what happened, she became normal again. They called a lot of the junior hires back in the tabernacle. They asked her to give her testimony. They said, how did this start, being demon-possessed? How did this start? And she said, it started with a Ouija board. Started with a Ouija board. If you're into that, I get out of that. If you're into the occult and all of that, witchcraft, divination, I get out of it. It's real. There are satanic churches. There are, are satanic congregations. You know that, right? That do everything we do here today, but towards Satan. They have praise and worship, move in the gifts, but they're not our kind of gifts. Have people come forward, give their life to Satan, happening all over the world. I remember when I was in uh, uh, San Paulo, Brazil, Rio de Janeiro. I was down there ministering years ago in the 80s, and one evening, the, the evangelist that was my interrupter or interpreter. He said, you want to go down and see what they're doing down on the beach? And I said, yeah. So he took me down to the beach, and along the beach there were Lamborghinis, there were Ferraris, there were Mercedes. There were all these high-priced cars. And along the beach there were bonfires, and he said, let's go down here. I want to show you something. So we went down on the beach, and what they're having is satanic services, all these wealthy multimillionaires the high of the elite. They're going out into the water, like you saw today, baptizing them in the name of Satan. They're coming back, and they're worshiping and doing all kinds of rituals around. These aren't people, street people. These are the wealthy, the elite, and the high influential people. Blew my mind what I saw that night. Well, anyway, she said it started with Ouija boards, and I understand that because my grandmother, who's in heaven, when I was just a little boy, and we would go to visit her, she'd bring out the Ouija board. I didn't know what a Ouija board was. There was a lady in town that came over, and they would, they would play with the Ouija board, and I would watch them. They'd put their hands on top of the little thing that moves, not touching it, and they would ask it things, and it moved on its own. If I'm lying, I'm frying. The supernatural is real. 
and it would start moving, and they would ask questions, and it would spell out the answers, and I couldn't believe it, and they said, Davey, you want to try it? I'm a little guy. I don't know what I'm doing. I said, yeah, so I walk over there, and I put my hand above the little thing that moves, and they start asking questions about me that they didn't even know, only I knew, and it moved and spelt out the answers. The devil's real, hell's real, demons are real, it's real, and it's going to be more prevalent than you've ever seen before, and you and I are going to need discernment to know what to listen to, what to watch, what to read, what to be part of. I care about you. So they were befallen to be possessed by the devils. Didn't say angels, said devils. Acts 19, verse 10. And this continued by the space of two years, so that all that dwelt in Asia heard the word of the Lord Jesus, both Jews and Greeks. Side note, that little old lady that would come to my grandma's house and do that, I actually saw her. She'd point to objects, Gene, in the room, and with her finger, they'd fly through the air, fly through the air, fly through the air. She'd go into my grandmother's bedroom, and she'd say, watch this, Davy," and she'd raise her hand like that, and the bed would lift off the floor. If I'm lying, I'm frying. The devil's real, hell's real, demons are real. You don't want to play with it. The invisible world is as real as the visible world. Next verse, 11. And God wrought several special miracles. Thank God we serve a miracle-working God by the hands of Paul. Next verse, verse 12. So that from his body were brought into the sick handkerchiefs, aprons, diseases departed from them, and the evil spirits. What's that? Demons? A fallen race that was on the earth way before Adam and Eve in the garden when Satan ruled the earth from the Garden of Eden as Lucifer. And the evil spirits went out of them. Angels aren't looking for a body, but evil spirits, demons, are disembodied spirits of that race, and they're looking for a body. Do you know the word demon in the Bible, if you look it up in Hebrew, and you look it up in Greek, uh, one word for demon is he-goat. He-goat. Do you know that the goat head is a symbol of demonic power? The goat head is a symbol of demonic power. And one of the definitions of demon is he-goat, where it was half a goat and half a human being. You ever seen pictures like that? They're demonic, and they represent demon power. Next slide, guys. Verse Acts 16, verse 16. And it came to pass, as he went to prayer, a certain damsel possessed with a spirit of divination met us, which brought her master much gain by soothsaying. You don't want to do seances. You don't want to do tarot cards. You don't want to do any of that stuff. It opens the door. You see, the devil knows my weakness and your weakness. And he's looking to attack us in that weakness. And when he does, and we open up, then demons entice us and pull us in even farther. Next verse, verse 17. The same followed Paul and us and cried, saying, These men are servants of the Most High God, and they show us the way of salvation. Verse 18. And this they did many days, and finally, as the team comes out, Paul had enough. Are you to a place where you've had enough? Well, you need to tell the devil to get off, get out, 
So long, goodbye, hasta la vista. Come on, somebody. Yeah. He had enough, and he turned and said to the spirit, demon, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ, come out. And he came out that very same hour. Can somebody thank God for authority of the believer? Authority of the believer. Glory to God. So what do we do in closing? Matthew 10, 1. And when he called unto him his 12 disciples, he gave believers at Church on the Rock power or authority over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all manner of sickness and manner of disease. Luke 10, 19. What can we do? Behold, Jesus said, I give you, Church on the Rock, power, authority to tread. Time to put your foot down. Tell the devil to stop messing with your mind, your health, your marriage, your money, your kids, your future, your sleep. So he said, I give you authority to tread on serpents. That's stronger scorpions. That's weaker demons. And over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Come on, somebody. Let's thank God. We sang about it today. Several songs that we sang today about the power in the name. Use the name. Declare the blood of Jesus and Satan has to go. Resist him and Satan has to go. And here's what I believe. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Come on, let's thank God for that today. What is your next step in your faith? Well, here at Church on the Rock, we would love to help you. Maybe it's to learn more about discovering what it means to belong to a church family, being part of a small group, or using your God-given gifts to serve others. Head over to cotr.org slash next steps where you can find out more to all of these. Or if you're a part of our online community, visit us at cotr.org slash online. Have a great week and don't forget that God is for you.